Serena Donovan, thank you for being here today. Thank you. It is my pleasure to speak with you. Well, it's my pleasure, actually. You can't have the pleasure if I'm the one that uh, feels the honor because, uh, I just said because, of course, uh, because you can, that's the business. Um, you are a micro cultivator. You are based in Alberta. I want to hear the story because I, I know a little bit from sort of what I've read and I knew we were going to connect. Tell me a little bit about your sort of origin story uh, for you and the business. Okay, so I'll go back to, you know, growing up. I grew up on Vancouver Island, playing in the bush and playing on the beach. Um, enjoyed being out in the wilderness. My dad taught my sister and I a lot of very, very valuable life skills. Um, she and I, it's funny, we say we grew up in the same house, but sometimes I think we grew up in completely different houses because her and I are very, very different. Growing up in BC, I should be the epitome of a pothead. I am not, I am the square. I am afraid of everything. My sister, however, is the adventurous one and she's dabbled in all kinds of things that I would never have dreamt of. Um, and so I grew up, for me, this was a drug. This was something that I was not going to try. And again, I go back to, I'm afraid of everything. So I was afraid of what my body was going to do with this, with this um, plant in it. And so anyways, we, you know, fast forward to quite a few years later, the older I got, the worse my migraines got. And I sought medical advice for years and years, was on all kinds of terrible medications. Got to the point where I'd had a migraine for seven days and couldn't spell my last name. Went in and saw my GP and she looked at me. I burst into tears because I was exhausted from pain. And she said, dear, I think you need an antidepressant. And I ripped it up in front of her and walked out and never went back to her again. And so decided that I was going to be more proactive with my own health and started looking at alternatives. Found a cannabis doctor in Calgary at Harvest Medical and found somebody that was listening to me. I think that was the biggest thing was they were listening. And so started on CBD oil, with um, Afria, who was my medical producer at the time, and not saw a noticeable reduction in, in migraines right away. Went from 16 days a month to seven, or some months I had 10 instead of 16. Now I'm at two to three headaches every two to three months. And so for me, I now believe in the power of this plant. In saying that, I, as an adult woman, a mother, a grandmother had huge shame over adding cannabis to my life because I wasn't sure how my family was going to react, how the public was going to react. I'm a county councillor for Vulcan County. I, I'm a, a wife of a farmer. We farmed 6,000 acres. You know, like there's a lot on the go and there's a lot of people in our lives. And so it took me a really long time to get, I don't want to say strong enough, but maybe confident enough to say, I use cannabis for my migraines and I'm quite proud of it. Um, I learned very early on that very small doses of THC my body can handle, but I don't react the way a lot of people react from THC. I don't enjoy that intoxicated feeling. So for me, I love CBD. I do use THC recreationally. I do use it for my migraines when I know I'm getting a, a bunch of cluster headaches, I can kick it in the butt with a small dose of THC. And so for me, this has been a game changer. This has given me back my life. And so I said, okay, with doing the research and figuring out, okay, this worked for me, I said, 
So what can I do? We farm. Can I use a building on the farm and farm all year indoors and be able to diversify the farm and, and maybe bring some of our kids back? Because in rural Alberta, lots of kids fly, but they don't return. And so my one, my one daughter is working with me full time. This is her absolute passion. She is unbelievable. And, and my other daughter is, is in Calgary and she's, she's pursuing some education. My oldest son also farms with us outside and has started his own custom spraying business. And so farming is really the core of what we've got going on here. And then the fun part is, is we get to play with beautiful plants all day long and see them grow immaculately over a weekend. And, and we get to, you know, be part of this wonderful community. It really is. It really is a very compelling story. And I encourage people and we'll post how to sort of, well, see what you're doing, get connected with you, all those things, because the, the, the photographs are beautiful, uh, of course. Well, thank you. Uh, and we like, we like looking at any kind of grow, but specifically yep. sort of beautiful with very compelling stories behind them. And, and now, now, so, so you sort of told your story is sort of how you came to cannabis, but, but talk about, uh, because one of the reasons why we're talking is you went through the program at Mount Royal University. Talk a little bit about that and sort of how that informed your path from sort of um, being a resistant young person to, to uh, yeah. sort of coming to it, uh, sort of your own personal use to actually sort of becoming a sort of cultivator. Right. So I started with my first course at Mount Royal University with the marketing course and Jill Pollard was the only instructor on that course at that time and we got to read the Cannabis Act backwards and forwards and forwards and backwards multiple times to try to figure out how we could develop our own marketing platform. In that module or in that course it opened up my mind to what my business could actually be which is how I came up with my name because you can. I went to a women's conference and there was um, some women there who, you know, talked about the power of cannabis in their lives. And so I, I'm not going to lie, I'll, I'll be honest with you, had a couple of tokes sitting in the tub and came up with this, with this, what I thought at the time was a fabulous business name. And, and I, it comes from a place of, I can use cannabis, you can use cannabis, and there needs to be no shame for whatever reason you choose. I don't sit here in judgment. If you are just a medical user, all the power to you. If you're just a recreational user, I, hey, I love everybody. And, and so that, that made me open my mind to the possibility of, okay, so we had to come up with a marketing plan. Now, can I actually implement this and make it work on our farm? Then had to go through all the municipal levels, help that I was a municipal in municipal government. And it was all so new, right? I was the only one on my council that had read the Cannabis Act. And so had a working knowledge of what it actually meant for every level of government and for residents in the, in the county. And so then I did my plant production and facility management. And so then we look at what I call the politics of growing the lights, the medium, the nutrients, the, you know, what your grow room could or should look like. And it forced me to sit down and pick apart what I thought my business could look like. And then it morphed into what I decided it should look like. And so then I was able to, you know, look into finding the resources of things that I decided I wanted to grow in pods of some kind. Delta nine was a great fit. For me, my comfort level with outdoor farming 
we're exposed to all kinds of elements, we're exposed to all kinds of diseases and bugs and things. And so for me, my comfort level was being able to grow in rooms that I could contain one thing if that was only in one room. And so that's where it led me to Delta 9. And, and then, yeah, it, the, the Mount Royal University courses just gave me the confidence to then say, okay, how serious am I? Then I did a business plan. Then I sat down and we said, okay, how are we going to make this work? Figured out we could use a building on the farm. And, you know, in less than 12 months, we pulled machinery out and had a license. And so retrofitted a building and got it all done. It's amazing. And I don't want to pry into the back of your room, but are, are those like SOPs behind you in those binders? Yes, that is, that is my wall of SOPs. My, some of them are individuals because of course they're very intense and all the supplementing documentation is with that SOP in that binder. Some of them are, are you know, groups and some of them are singles. And so, yes, that is my way of saying, okay, you need an SOP, go to the wall and find it. If you can't find it, there's a problem. We got to move, obviously we got to make one. Um, and so, yeah, no, if nothing else, I am very, very organized. Yeah, well, it does help. And, and we were chatting for a second before we came on. And, and of course, the industry is about growing cannabis. The industry is also about a lot of paperwork. And if you don't like yeah. those two things, or you're not comfortable with both of those things, it becomes a very difficult business to be in. And I didn't mean to sort of make this a segue into, into Mount Royal's program, but but you just started the QA program, is that right? I did, yes, it just starts today. And so we all got to do our little introductory email to, to the group. And so I haven't, I'll be honest with you, I haven't divulged that I'm an LP at this point. I really want to be able to do this as, a, as, a, as an individual, maybe I'm not say an LP who's looking for something out of this program. I wanna be able to take that step back and say, okay, just look at me as Serena, not as an LP owner. I don't want people to think that I'm going to pull SOPs that I've already got and just slide through this course. I will challenge myself to, to create SOPs around something that I don't maybe have even on site. Let's maybe focus on processing. And if I were to do a processing license, what SOPs would I need? And so I'm going to push myself to, to really get as much out of this course as I possibly can. And I'd like to see that there was, there'd be more documentation or some more information readily available that we can upload to Health Canada and say, look, this is what we've got available. This is, a, I'd love to be not the only one that has gone through these courses and managed to get through the, through the finish line, so to speak, so that Health Canada can say, look, there are some platforms out there that can get people started with the basis. And by all means, that was the easy part. I mean, let's be honest, being licensed and running this business is, is certainly terribly hard some days, but there's, you know, there's lots of really good groundwork that was established with the courses. I really, I'm so, I'm taken by the story. Can you just give me, um, tell me about the footprint. So you're growing in pods, how many square feet, what are you, what kind, what are you growing and how's it going? So we, I kicked my husband's machinery out of a cold storage building that we had, um, and it is 60 by 120, so 7,200 square feet. Mm -hmm. And then I put in 12 Delta 9 grow pods. So 10 of them are for flowering. One I have is the support for a nursery, and one is my kind of my vault and storage area. And so that takes up a lot of the space. 
so then I've got, you know, I, we have to haul water. So I've got water tanks. So I've got a nutrient station. We've got all our sanitation area. Um, and so right now on the floor, we've got all in-house genetics that we that we're really quite excited about starting from seed at the time of licensing is it's a daunting task. And, you know, bringing in starting material from other LPs is also, it's not as easy logistically, especially with COVID that, that people would think. And so to be able to, to have an in-house genetic that I'm not relying on somebody externally has been a huge goal of mine and we're finally there. So we've got, it's a cross between, uh, I'm gonna pull a blank now. It's a cross between Cabbage Patch Kids and sour grape, I believe. And so I've named it Violet Riot and it's got a purple bud, a pink bud and a green bud and it's beautiful. I, I've, I envision people being able to open a bottle and look at like a jar of Fruit Loops. The only thing is we can't add the, the, the blue um, or the pink. So, so yeah, so I mean, that's, that's quite exciting. And then we've also got a blueberry OG that we've started from seed and it's COA'd really, really nicely. And so we'll have our first two grow rooms uh, probably the middle of February will be our first batch of flowering out with that one. So yeah, so right now we do two pods as a batch and they share between 250 and 400 plants and they flower out in those pods for between their seven to eight weeks. We got actually got surprised last week. We thought we were harvesting this Monday and the plants told us, no, actually you're harvesting tomorrow. So we were in a mad rush to pull in all our trimmers and to get everything ready because again, it, it surprised us by a week. Um, the growers were like, I don't know what we're going to do, what we're going to do. And I'm like, we're going to keep this strain because a seven week strain makes money, more money than the 10 week strain, right? We can get more cycles through this building. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see all the perspectives on the floor and to, to watch these plants. I mean, if I've learned nothing else, it's that you cannot count on consistency with a plant. You just can't. And you just got to be okay with that. Well, Serena, I'm quite taken by the story. I, um, I, I hope this is not the, the, I hope this is the first, not the last time we connect, because I think it is a very compelling, um, it's, a, it's obviously a very compelling story, but I also like uh, the history. I like the, um, the way you're growing now. And I just, uh, I'm really compelled by this. So I appreciate thank the time. I wish you all the luck in the world. We look forward to checking in with you down the road and thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, if I can help anyone that's going through the Mount Royal University program. I'm on the advisory committee so they can reach out anytime. And I'm here to help fill in some of those gaps that, that the courses can't provide if, if the practical needs to happen. So amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. You take care.